This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. What a mighty God we serve. He not only works miracles in a world filled with the impossible, but makes it possible for all of us to do the same, even living in this place of doubt, uncertainty, and disappointment. Sadly, Pastor Ray believes that too many of God's children are convinced that their hopes, dreams, and ambitions are more impossible than they are possible. Pastor Ray shows his listeners how to flip on the switch of their faith, stirring up godly dreams and desires while flipping off those destructive switches of doubt, unbelief, failure, and compromise. Faith replaces doubt. Confidence overpowers unbelief. Success replaces failure and compromise. Pastor's simple formula for working in today's complex world while utilizing the tremendous miracle-working power God has given you is simply to start where you can, use what God has given you, do as much as you can, and let God do the rest. Because with God, nothing is impossible. So Moses is, is leading the children of Israel out of Egypt into the Promised Land. And it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27, it says, By faith, speaking about Moses, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. In other words, the way that, the way that he got the children of Israel out of Egypt was that he, he didn't look at what he saw. He looked to the invisible. He saw God. He saw the promise of God, the power of God, the, the, the availability of the things of God. That's the only way. Looking, he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He endured, he endured as seeing him who is invisible. The way you're going to endure is by keeping your sights on the invisible realm. Because in the natural, it may not look good. In the natural, it may look like you're done. But just when it looks like you're done... You put your eyes, you flip your vision, and you look into the Spirit, and you look above and beyond your current situation, and just when it looks like you're done, you find out that you're just about to begin again. You find out that it's not just, it's not over, I'm just getting started in a whole new direction, in a whole new level, a whole new beginning. See, he endured as not, as not, you know, looking at the situation. I can't tell you the amount of times and things, and like when, you know, some of you have heard the story for a trillion times, we can hear it for a trillion and one more time. But I, I can't, can't imagine the people that when, when we tried to buy this property, say, oh, impossible. I had one builder tell me, he said, oh, man, we, we looked at that property, but we didn't want to touch it. Actually, it was a, a young fellow. He said, my family, they've been in the business for years. He said, we didn't want to touch it because it's all rock. And, and we, were in the, we were just getting ready to, to do our building prize. My heart sunk down to my feet. I said, oh my gosh, if, if this guy who's a professional and his whole family's been in the business and they passed up this property, what did we just do? 
what did I just step into? And I'll be honest with you, it, st- it started to really bother me. I was, but I, I had to immediately say, no, God, I, I know that you're in this. I know your hand is upon it. I purpose not to look at what I see, but to keep my sights on you. You'll make a way. Now, we had a way to go, and we had war to, warfare to fight. We had struggles and battles one after another. But every step of the way, our sights were never on what was going on, but our sights were on God from where our help and our strength and our provision comes from. And that's what ultimately got us through to the end. Because if you keep looking at what you see, you know, it's going to scream, never going to happen. And I can remember coming on this property sometimes thinking, my, my first thought was, this ain't going to happen. Because <laughs> I knew how much money we didn't have in the bank. Not even how much money we had. I knew how much we didn't have in the bank. And I was like, it ain't never going to happen. But immediately, I had to remind myself that I am not functioning by what I see. I'm not functioning by what the, you know, what the need is presenting to me. I'm connected to a heavenly source. Jesus said, all things are possible to one who believes. So right now, I've got to keep my faith strong, believing and trusting that God, you will see me through to the other side. I may not know how to get there. I may not know the way. I might not even see the road, but I know that you do, and you will get me to the other side. If you're going to do the impossible, you've got to keep your eyes on the invisible every step of the way. And this is where I see people tripping up. Because we are bound. Too many of us are bound. I've done it. Sometimes I've just gone over to a person and said, you know, um, like I know they live in an apartment, like a young couple that live in an apartment and say, say, well, you know, why don't you believe God for a house? Oh, pastor, that's a lot of money. Come on, man. Jesus said all things are possible to one who believes. Start using your faith. You do what you can do. You save. You work. You do whatever you can do. You do your part and you offer it up to God and you see what God will do for you in your, in your behalf. But it will never become a possibility until you start to think and believe that it can happen in your life. Now, don't get ticked off at people that have got this stuff working. Oh, don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good right now. Don't get upset at people who have this stuff work. This stuff works if you will take Jesus at his word and work it. You see? But what happens in the body of Christ is people, there are people that will truly start to activate their faith and believe and trust and refuse to look at the scene and put these principles into operation. God starts to bless them. And then the ones who haven't done it are the ones who start to get upset and jealous and condemn it. Don't do that. When you see somebody that's blessed and walking in the things of God and, and acquiring the blessings of God and their life is, you know, is progressing. Y'all ought not take offense. I say y'all ought to take lessons. Y'all ought not take offense. You ought to learn something from those people so that you can activate your faith. He said, looking to what is not seen is the way that you will put your faith into operation. So only those who look or see the invisible will be the ones who can do the impossible. So I've got another portion of scripture that I want to go to this morning. Let's go to 2 Kings, because I think this story tells it so well. And um, I want you to just see this, all right? And let's go to 2 Kings, and we're going to go to chapter number 6. And we're going to start in verse 8. I'm going to read through. We've got a few minutes, but let me read through this. Um, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8. And is everybody there? Sam there? It says, Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. 
And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you show me which of us is for the king? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet, who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So the king of Syria has started a war with the king of Israel, and, and he's He's, he's getting upset because he has strategies and plans. He wants to ambush them. But every time he comes up with a plan, there's a man of God called Elisha that's getting direction from the Spirit of God and tells the king of Israel, don't go there. Guard yourself. Watch yourself because the king of Syria has a booby trap uh, to, to catch you, to get you. And the king of Syria is getting frustrated because his plans are thwarted. You know, that, that's just a wonderful picture of how God will thwart the plans of the devil. If you will listen and obey the Spirit of God, you, you'll know, you'll know, the, you'll know the, the trap, the trick before it even comes. You'll have, you'll, have, you'll have warning in advance from the Spirit of God. That's why you ought to come to church and listen to your pastor. Amen. Let me just put a little thing there. See, it was the man of God who spoke. You ought to come to church and listen to your man of God because he'll give you good warning uh, in the Spirit. So, so the king of Syria is frustrated and he says, okay, he said, um, verse 13, so he said, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. And it was told him saying, surely he is in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, a great army. I want you to underline that, a great army. And they came by night and surrounded the city. So the king of Syria is so ticked off that he wants to snuff out. I mean, he wants to kill Elisha. So what he does is he sends a great army of horses and chariots to go find him. And he surrounds his whole camp there where he is. Notice it doesn't say that he just stood by the front door. He surrounded them and he entrenched his, his uh, army there in hopes that he's going to catch Elisha and put him to death. And verse 15 says, And the servant of the man of God, that would be the servant of Elijah, arose early and went out. He probably went out to have his morning coffee or breakfast. And there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said, the servant said to uh, Elisha, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Now, uh, can I just give you Pastor Ray's version? Uh, the guy gets up in the morning, just probably to eat his breakfast. And he looks out and he sees a whole army entrenched around, around them. How many of you agree with me that they just faced an impossible situation? And, 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 and I don't think he, he said, alas, my Lord, what shall we do? I don't know about you, but if I were faced with a situation like that, I, 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 oh my God, what are we going to do? What, what, what did, where did you bring me? What did you, what did you get me into, Elisha? And the man of God just calmly sitting there looking at him as, as this little servant guy is freaking out, thinking, alas, my Lord, what shall we do? I'm sure he was shaken in his boots. How many of you agree with me that they have an impossible situation? How do two men stand up against this army? All Elisha is doing is what God told him to do. All he's doing is being an obedient man of God. 
How, do we, how are we going to face this impossible situation? So alas, he says, alas, master, what shall I do? So he, Elisha, answered and said, this is the answer, do not fear. That's not the answer I think I would have wanted in a moment like this. Do not fear? You've got to give me something more than do not fear. He says, do not fear. So listen to what he says. He says, do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And at this point, the little servant must say, Elisha, what are you drinking? <laughs> Did you look out the door? We are entrenched. There's an encampment all the way around us with horses and chariots and a great army. And you tell me, do not fear. There are more with us than are with them. The difference is that Elisha was looking at something that the servant was not looking at. The servant was looking at the natural, what he could see. But Elisha was looking at what you couldn't see, but was very much present and there. So verse 17, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. In other words, not his spirit naturalized, but open up his spiritual eyes that he may see into the spirit what I'm seeing. See, only those who see the invisible will be able to do the impossible. So he prayed, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. In other words, there was a heavenly host of angels that descended upon that place to surround Elisha and his servant to protect him. The little servant guy was looking with the eyes of the natural to what he could see. But if we're going to do, now the story goes on to say that Elisha prayed and, and said, uh, you know, smote him with blindness. And then he went out to the, to the army and he said, uh, I, I can take you to where you want, to the one you want to see. Just follow me. Because they couldn't see where they were going. Marched him right into the camp of the king of Israel. Brought him right there. So the king of Israel said, what do you want me to do, Elisha? You want me to kill him? He says, nah, you know what? Feed him, have a party and send him home. And that's exactly what they did. And they marched out of there having experienced the supernatural power and victory uh, for the Israelites, for Elisha and the Israelites by the hand of God. The way victories come, folks, is not by looking at what you see. That was reality. The host of, I'm sorry, the armies of the king of Syria was a reality. But what, they, what, what the servant was not aware of is that there was a bigger host, a bigger army, a bigger force that was bigger than the biggest or greatest army that man could assemble. It was the army of God that surrounded them, encamped around them, protected them, and supernaturally gave them the victory. And I want to tell you this, that same army and help is available to you and me. But you can't, you're never going to access it until you put your sights beyond what you see in this natural realm. See, I have visions and desires and dreams for tomorrow. Some of them look, you know, for my tomorrows, but they look impossible. You know, what I see in the natural doesn't look like it may ever come to pass. But I refuse to look in the natural. I'm looking with the eyes of faith. I'm looking with my spiritual eyes into the unseen realm. That's where all my help, that's where my strength. Now, let me give you this verse 
and then we'll, we'll be finished and we'll go home. But this is a very powerful verse, and it's talking, it's talking about Moses when he took the children of Israel out of Egypt. How many remember the story about Moses? Are you getting anything out of this, or am I putting you to sleep this morning? I think this is such a great message. But now, now listen to this. So Moses is, is leading the children of Israel out of Egypt into the promised land. And it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27, it says, By faith, speaking about Moses, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. In other words, the way that, the way that he got the children of Israel out of Egypt was that he, he didn't look at what he saw. He looked to the invisible. He saw God. He saw the promise of God, the power of God, the, the, the availability of the things of God. That's the only way. Looking, he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He endured, he endured as seeing him who is invisible. The way you're going to endure is by keeping your sights on the invisible realm. Because in the natural, it may not look good. In the natural, it may look like you're done. But just when it looks like you're done, you put your eyes, you flip your vision, and you look into the spirit, and you look above and beyond your current situation, and just when it looks like you're done, you find out that you're just about to begin again. You find out that it's not just, it's not over. I'm just getting started in a whole new direction, in a whole new level, a whole new beginning. See, he endured as not, as not, you know, looking at the situation. Because you remember the story of the children of Israel coming out of, out of Egypt, right? I mean, they, they, they went out of there and he stood up against the king and the Pharaoh and, and uh, Pharaoh was resistant. But, but Moses just kept on, kept on, kept on, kept on with it. And, and, and then he leads the children of Israel out and they go the long way around and all of a sudden they find themselves in the front of the Red Sea. And Pharaoh's army right behind them coming after them. And, and, and mountains encamped all around them. Red Sea in front of them. Mountains on all sides of them. And, and, and Pharaoh's hot army behind them. How many of you agree with me that they're in a really difficult situation? To the senses, this would be impossible. You don't, you don't walk on water. They had no boats to float. You know, they couldn't swim across. It was a long distance. And Moses is there and the people are wanting to kill Moses and throw him overboard. And Moses starts to complain to God. And at that moment right there, he says, shut up, just be quiet. He says, lift up the staff. What's the staff represent? The authority that God has given him. Folks, you've got the authority. You've got the authority in the name of Jesus. And he lifts up the staff. And when he does that, the sea parts. And they walk across on dry ground, singing and dancing and clapping. Because God turned an impossible situation into a possibility. People, listen, the Red Sea doesn't part on its own. Never happened before, never will happen again. Unless God chooses to do it. See, see, that's just another sign that the impossible is very possible. All things are possible. Wonderful. So Moses lifts his staff. Straight. Now, 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 Pharaoh's army tries to do the same thing. They step into the favor and the grace and the blessing that was intended for Moses and the children of Israel. And the minute they tried to step into their blessing, the whole thing just crashed in on them. Hallelujah. It wasn't for them. It was for the children of Israel. 
So the whole army was wiped out in one swoop. Got them right out in the middle of the Red Sea, and the whole thing just collapsed on them. It said that Moses endured as seeing him who is invisible. Only those who see the invisible will be able to do the impossible. And there are tons of, tons of examples and stories in the Old and the New Testament about people refusing to look at the natural and looking at the seen in order to see God, God's power and deliverance and to see the impossible come to pass. The impossible is possible. You do your part. And then once you start doing your part, don't ever again look at this natural or what the, what, 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 what the situation is telling you. Look far above it and beyond it, standing on the Word of God, because it's from heaven. It's from God. It's from God Himself that your strength, your provision, your needs, that's where it's coming from. So, so if you're going to do the impossible, you can't look. You can't look. Stop looking at the natural. Put your sights on the invisible and you will see the impossible become possible for you. That's how it is done. And, and even though I've been at it all these years, I still do that. I refuse to look. I'm not saying that it's easy because sometimes you want to peek and you want to look. But every time I peek and look, isn't that true even with the story with, with Peter when he came out of the boat, he walked on water? As long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he had the power to walk on top of the water. But the minute he took his eyes off of Jesus, so in a way you could say he was looking at the invisible by, by not looking at the, the water and looking at the, or thinking about the, the idea or the thought that no one's ever walked on water. And look, he's walking on water. But the minute he took his eyes off of Jesus was the minute that he began to sink and go down. And that's the same thing that holds true. Only those who see the invisible will be able to do the impossible. So this morning, Heavenly Father, I pray this prayer over this congregation, over our internet audience. As Elisha prayed for his servant, open their eyes, God, that they may see that there is an available source from heaven. That God, that faith works. Faith taps into you, into your resources. Faith taps into heaven's best. And I pray, God, that this morning that the eyes of everyone here will be open to see above and beyond their natural circumstances, their natural situations, into that spirit realm. And God, that, Father, I believe, as your word has taught us, that, that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you, that without this faith it is impossible to please you. So I pray today, God, that the best is yet to come in the lives of everybody in this house, that you will show yourself mighty, that you will show yourself strong, that, God, that we will be doing the impossible, that dreams will come to pass, that desires will come, Father, and be manifested. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus today that every heart has been established and touched and filled and blessed and encouraged and lifted to a new place in faith today as a result of our time together. I give your name the praise and the glory and the honor for it in the awesome and the precious and the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And everyone who agrees says amen. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.